You're listening to the Fly the W670 The Score podcast. This is season one, episode 18, Cubs sweep, not swept. And as we were talking in the previous segment, it's time to move our attention over to some hot stove. The Major League Baseball trade deadline is August the 2nd, early next week. And uh, we expect that the Cubs will be losing a couple of players, hopefully getting some good things back in return. Crowley, let's start with an athletic article that said both Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras could be going together in a package to the Padres, a trade partner that the Cubs are very familiar with. Yeah, obviously Jed at one time was the GM over there. Um, they they have tra- done plenty of trades before, including the U Darvish trade. Uh, it's interesting because the Padres have such a deep system, and you the Padres you wonder what they're going to do because Tatis we don't know when he's going to be back, but this is a team that's supposed to win, and you know th- this is this is the kind of move you got to make. Sometime is pushing some chips to get two pieces that you may need. And if you do that, you're getting two all-stars. So the return should be great. Now, we all have talked about how Wilson Contreras, uh, our friends at Obvious Shirts, Joe Johnson, Joe Obvious is uh, having a Wilson kind of a goodbye party as we speak right now down at, at his uh, store on uh, Clark and Grace. But, you know, the other question was, do you give Hap an extension or not? And that's, uh, you know, when you think about packaging those two guys in, this now becomes an interesting situation. You you have a, a bunch of young outfielders right now, and you have a bunch of really good young outfielders in the system, okay? And so the question that we're kind of looking at here is, let's say you do package those three guys or two guys and you get a very nice return. And when we talk about very nice return, I would like to see higher level prospects. I don't want 17, 18, 19 year olds. I would like to see more of the double A type prospects, guys that are about 22, 23, that could be very much major league ready, if not this season than at least competing for a job next season. Right. They need $25 scratch-offs, Crowley. No more no more five single-dollar scratch-offs. They need like a nice, easy-to-understand $25 scratch-off for a guy like this. And, you know, the thing with Ian Happ, I like Ian Happ. Ian Happ's been very good to the score. He's a regular, seems like a really down-to-earth good guy. I was happy that he made the All-Star. But his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. And as you mentioned a second ago, they have a plethora of, of young outfielders. Okay. And you got Suzuki. He's going to be the guy in right for at least five years. Okay. So now you got two more spots. Oh, and then we just talked about Christopher Morrell is Morrell's better spot center or it's second. Oh, and then, Oh, by the way, I mentioned that Nico Horner probably should be the second baseman if he wants to be an all-star. So now all of a sudden, so now really you only have one spot in the outfield in the next couple of years coming up. And who is going to be that guy in left field every day for the Cubs? And, you know, I hate, I hate to, you know, I'm going to bring up this name, Jackson uh, Frazier, a, you know, formerly known as Clint Frazier, but he's doing a really good job in Iowa. So you take a look, you said Suzuki and right, you and I have both. And I think Cubs nation agrees with all of us that it, it is time for Jason Hayward to ride the bench. If you're not going to DFAM and, and you have a DH position available And so if you're talking about the trade deadline and you do see, um, let's say Contreras goes, well, then you're you're looking at Gomes being your primary catcher and P.J. Higgins is your backup. And then when you talk about the outfield, and I I know, you know, Nikki two strikes, uh, 
<laughs> I'm waiting for the who. But when you talk about Nicky, uh, I'm so you, frustrated by him right now, Crowley. I feel like the, the Sox owe the Cubs a, a, a mulligan or a do-over. I mean, he has been so terrible and so unavailable. Oh, I'm steaming about it. But let, let, let's again, he's starting to do better in Iowa. You could potentially, nobody's signing any shortstop right now. You got Xander Bogarts. Uh, available in the offseason. You have Carlos Correa with his opt-outs, another big class. But again, you need to see what you got. And so if you had Horner and Madrigal up the middle, if they're ready to do that, that's fine. And then you can play in the outfield with Morel, Velasquez, and Clint Frazier. So those are three guys that you can you can and throw in the DH in that and you have now have, you know, you can see those guys on a regular basis, give them regular at bats and try to make a decision if any of those pieces are what you want to continue with in the future. This is what this is all about. And the trade deadline, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, right, what is it, a week away? We're we getting close to about a week and a half away. That's right, next Tuesday, I believe, August 2nd. So you, we we better sit here and take a look at this. And and, and it is very, if Ian Happ is someone that, like you said, nice guy, a good guy to the score, all that stuff, but he's been very up and down his career. Is he going to, you know, for the next six years be an all-star? I don't know. But I, I, I do know right, right now that there's opportunities and you have a lot of guys in the minors that are going to be banging on the door real soon, whether it's PCA, whether you're talking about, um, whether you're talking about, about Brennan, Brennan, Brennan Davis. Davis. Right? Yep. How about Brennan Davis? He's supposed oh. to be the hottest guy. Right. All these guys that are, they're going to be banging on the door shortly. It's, it's going to be interesting and, and it may be, if you're going to go, if the Cubs are going to really do the rebuild with a capital R, then go for it then, I guess. I guess they go for it. Uh, another guy that's going to get moved, no doubt, is Juan Soto, the uh, outfielder for the Nationals who apparently turned down $440 million in guaranteed money. I would love that to be something that I could have to sit around and consider, but uh, he's uh, no longer going to be a national, and they're looking for prospects. And the team, Crowley, that is rumored to be at the top of the list to have the chips needed to get a Juan Soto is none other than the St. Louis Cardinals. And, Crowley, I'm wondering, as uh, the biggest Cub fan that I know, what would your reaction be if the Cardinals traded for Juan Soto? Uh, it would it would be uh, resigned to the fact. It, almost the second you heard that Soto didn't sign the first thing I thought of is he's going to go to the Cardinals, just like when Arenado went to the Cardinals, just like when Goldschmidt went to the Cardinals. I'm just sitting here going, this is going to be, and the thing that scares you is this kid is for real. You saw him in the home run derby and different from Arenado and different from Goldschmidt. This kid hasn't even hit his prime yet. He is young. And the, what makes you nervous, you know, obviously the New York team's, have been mentioned, but let's be honest. The Cardinals are not winning the world series this year. Definitely no one from the NL central is winning the world series, not saying they can't get into the playoffs or get on a run, but you can sit, they can still be competitive in the NL central, give up a bunch of guys and still, uh, and still make a run with soda where you wonder if the Mets and Yankees, I don't think that I think they believe they're much closer to the world series and do not want to do anything to damage, you know, what's going on with their teams kind of interrupt the flow of what's going on to give up because the nationals are not just looking for your best prospects. They are also looking for young major league talent. That's already playing and, and is semi proven so far. And the Cardinals fit the bill. 
The Cardinals farm system, I don't think it has the depth that the Cubs system has, but they do have three or four very high-end prospects that could be very appealing to the uh, Nationals. And so when you think about all the made-up players that the Cardinals have, when you look at Harrison Bader and Lars Newtbar and a lot of young guys like that, plus that, I, I think that the Cardinals would be really I'm, – I'm trying to think of what other teams would potentially make that trade because, like I said, I think that most of the other teams that would obviously want Juan Soto are going for it, and even some of those teams don't have the system – that the Cardinals have with some of the top tier prospects and top young or good young players that can play right now. Well, one of the rumors I heard though, was what the Cardinals can offer is that plethora of talent. Another team though, with a little bit more money to spend, maybe the Padres, maybe the Dodgers, where they might not have the prospects. They are going to also be willing to take on another bad contract that the nationals have and kind of pay it off, if you will. So that's the only thing I, I think in the short term, it would be really painful for Cubs fans. But in the long run, I almost say bring it on. I mean, when you commit, I mean, again, 440, that's not enough. So you're talking minimum, minimum half a billion dollars. And I just think long term, that would absolutely handcuff the Cardinals, even though there's no cap or anything like that. I just think it would be good for them in the short term, but very bad for them in the long term. So I would I would say bring it on. Cubs aren't going to get them. The Cubs aren't in this, I don't think. So go ahead and bring it on, and let's just make this rivalry uh, just a little bit more intense, if you will. Here's the thing. is What is Soto? Is Soto about, what, 23? Yeah, 23, 24 tops, right? So you're looking at a guy that has at least another seven years. I I just get nervous because what the Cardinals – and we talked about this when we talked about the draft. The Cardinals have always been known for being a team – that is at the forefront of player development and they get mo the most they can out of their players. And the one thing you notice is when they leave St. Louis, they're nowhere, nowhere near as good as when they were in St. Louis. So it's that St. Louis devil magic that you deal with. And so I do get nervous because I feel like that the Cardinals can turn around and develop some talent to fit around him. And the one thing the Cardinals always usually do well is find pitching. So it just, it, it, I'm just always nervous. I guess that when, it, when you mention the Cardinals, I get panicky. So, you know, imagine him going to the Dodgers and the juggernaut that team would be.